Brothers and sisters, welcome to day three of our uh, Lenten Reflections. Still, I would like to just set a few key things in place before we dip into the witness of St. Manuel and St. Peter Julian Amad and probably others that I will draw on for their Eucharistic teaching and witness throughout these days. I would like to begin still these days with the authority of the church. Yesterday we mentioned divine thirst and about this this as something for us to really hold in our heart these days to really meditate on that Jesus waits for me in the Eucharist, thirsty and hungry for, for my love in this, <laughs> this most mysterious way. And the Catechism says that, that Jesus thirsts for us and it's Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. It's that simple. It's Jesus. A person is truly and entirely present, waiting for me, thirsting for me. And if I can go before the Blessed Sacrament and sit and, 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 and somehow muse on this truth in front of me of Jesus' burning heart, which is depicted in the Sacred Heart Devotion, then I am probably likely to want to stay there and pray longer. And so we have to just meditate on that truth. Today we want to speak about a few statements by, by the popes, particularly Pope Francis and Pope John Paul II, who are telling us from as, as supreme pastors of the church, the vicars of Christ, are telling us about the importance of Eucharistic adoration. So Eucharistic adoration is not just one devotion among any. It's central to the life of the church because it's the Lord himself. And we begin with Pope Francis, and he says something really beautiful. One cannot know the Lord without being in the habit of adoring, of adoring in silence. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that this prayer of adoration is the least known among us. It is the one we engage in the least. To waste time, if I may say it, to waste time before the Lord before the mystery of Jesus Christ, to adore there in the silence, in the silence of adoration. He is the Lord and I adore him. I love those words. He is the Lord and I adore him. It just sets out the right relationship between us and God. God is worthy of all our adoration and our praise. Every time we come to adoration and we sit there, it is an act of tremendous faith. First of all, that Jesus is present, but also you're saying to yourself, saying to the Lord, that nothing is more important right now than being with you, Lord. I can't see you with my eyes, but I make this faith. So Eucharistic adoration, by the very nature of it, that Jesus looks like bread, is that activity of adoring him purifies the intellect, purifies the heart, increases our faith. And so that's at the foundation of our whole life of grace, our whole life of prayer, our salvation is based on faith. So, brothers and sisters, that this what the Pope Francis is saying is that sometimes we might know the Lord by name, by by many things about Jesus. We we may we may say a bunch of prayers by rote, and there's no heart. There's no. There may not be any real devotion in it, um, and that. We may not know Jesus, we might know him intellectually, but we don't have these, this time to just waste time to just to, to let him manifest his presence to us 
in a profound way in which we're convicted about it. As one, as one writer, spiritual writer said, you know, it's one thing to talk about Africa and for you to go there and experience the amazingness of it. You know, we, we can know a country from afar and from what people have said, we know that it's real, but it's one thing to go there and take it in ourselves. It's the same thing with the Lord, whether we, we're praying from the tabernacle or at home, um, in our rooms, in our, in wherever we are, if we don't take time to, to, be, to acknowledge the Lord's presence, we're not going to know Him. We just know about Him. Following on from this, there was a document, a plenary of the Sacred Congregation for Religious and uh, Secular Institute speaking about the contemplative dimension of religious life. And it's a document for about religious life and renewal of monasteries and convents and, you know, the brothers and monks and whatever. But it's a, it, the fundamental principle relates to all of us. And it says, the contemplative dimension is the real secret of renewal for every religious life. And let's say for laity as well, for, for lay life. It vitally renews the following of Christ because it leads to an experiential knowledge of him. Powerful words. This knowledge is needed for the authentic witness to him by those who have heard him, have seen him with their own eyes, have contemplated him and have touched him with their own hands. This is a line from the document from the Vatican. So in other words, a Christian is one who has a personal experiential knowledge of the Lord Jesus. And, and that we speak and we, we have our mission from that personal encounter with the Lord Jesus. And if we don't live out of that, then, then we're not fully living in what the potentiality of what, what it means to really be Christian. And so, you know, we have to really look at these deep meanings and ask the Lord for, to give us a tremendous experience of him.